from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Now, to be fair, to me, there's nowhere near as many back songs as there are alone songs. What a warm r- welcome. That was pretty good. I feel like I'm being seduced. Well, that Mariah Carey <laughs> in there, that was pretty good. That's because all singers are heartbroken. That's when they write their best stuff. So there's a lot more songs about separation than togetherness. Yeah, but Rick Astley should be <laughs> an indication that we can do it. Yes. Uh, so you weren't here, obviously, last week, based on the alone medley, as I've titled it. <laughs> and this this week, so I, I've got a question, and I need you to break the tie that Uh-oh. I have going on in my in my own head. Should I apologize more for Nickelback <laughs> or Michael Jackson? See, Michael Jackson's like the one star that hasn't been really affected by all the allegations. So I guess well, Nickelback. Nickelback's done nothing, but they get more criticism. He's dead. Well, yeah. I mean, that's part (laughs) of it. But I mean, yes, that's true. But those allegations were happening when he was alive. Well, true. But uh, no, that every other, everybody else gets erased from history, and Michael Jackson's on the radio every hour. (laughs) So (laughs) seems to be fine. Well, I had Michael Jackson in the alone one, and then (laughs) I had Nickelback. I had to put him in both. There was a really country uh, song and that I have no idea what it was. I, I don't either. <laughs> I, ask YouTube. Yeah, when I got it, when I got to that, I was like, where are we going here? Ask YouTube. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought both of them were funny, and I did a great job. You did. I might add. A lot of songs didn't make the cut. Um, I almost put Baby Got Back in there, because <laughs> well, I just got on the back theme, and I just kept right. going down that rabbit hole, and <laughs> I just thought that would have been comical. That's right. Uh, especially since we don't have a video of you in here so that nobody would even know. We couldn't get any uh, sync or Backstreet Boys in the mix? No. <laughs> they didn't come? I don't... No, I don't know what songs they would have had that would have applied to that. Yeah, I don't either. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's uh, sound editing is easy, <laughs> like physically. Right. But it takes a lot of effort. Yeah, and finding the information or finding the songs part of the issue right and then going through the process of getting rid of the pieces you don't need and right. cutting it out and you know having to start over and yell at your computer i had to come back for how could our, you yell at rick astley <laughs> had to come back for a historic week of tennis which by the way 
By the way, so first of all, please admit to the all the fans two things. One, you did listen to the episode last week. I did. But only because <laughs> I kept wearing you out about it. I was going to say I got coerced into it, but I did do it. But when I told you what it was, I thought you would enjoy it. You right. thought it was funny. And then you didn't listen to any of the tennis talk, <laughs> which is fantastic. And it was only like a 30-minute episode. It was. And you still couldn't do it. And the intro, that, that song and everything, that was like 10 minutes of it. <laughs> well, yeah, and we, as we, we should know, based on how much we criticize it, we, every week we think the tennis season's over and then some other event pops up that we forgot about. Well, uh, so here's what happened last week. You were gone. <laughs> I wept. Right. And after I did that, I said, I got an idea. Let me put together. And so I came in here to record at normal time on Sunday. But r- when I got Started in here, I said, yeah, I said, <laughs> wait a second. Let me try to put this thing together real quick. Right. Two hours later, <laughs> I'm I'm pushing record and, and playing it. So it was quite the effort. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I'm going through all that and, and doing and then doing the show by myself, which is miserable. I thought I did a great job. By you the did. Way. That is a challenge we've talked about. No, no, no. But I did it well. You <laughs> have yet to do that. So I've done it, just not well. Right. That's yeah. what I mean. So, but anyway, so I recorded and and it, t- it just totally slipped my mind. I was like, yeah, that's it. That's it for the tennis right. season. <laughs> See you in January. Oh wait, Davis Cups next week, yeah. which is funny because week before we had talked about that. Right. So Davis Cup. Well, and you remember when the whole format came out, we had. A lot of things we liked, a lot of things we didn't like, and I think, for the most part, we ended up being right, as usual. But well, for, first of all, this is our idea. Totally. This is our idea. Right. To put it all together in one big shindig, if, if you're going to sell out your own validity by calling yourself a tagline from another sport, yeah. the World Cup of right. Tennis, no, the World Cup is the World Cup. <laughs> we're davis cup have some pride in what you do right am i wrong on that every time i saw the world cup uh, it just it bothered me well it's really i mean it, the fact that you have you're immediately making yourself a lesser version of something else by saying that like you know the nba championship i'm going to say the super bowl of basketball it's just you know there's no reason to do that and I, nobody's going to see world cup like if you don't know what davis cup is by now I mean, it's been around for 100 years you don't know what it is by now. Calling it the World Cup of Tennis isn't going to drag people in, I don't think. Maybe I disagree. Well, that would be the only reason it would be worth calling it that if somebody sees it. Oh, this is a much bigger deal than I thought it was. Uh, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Now I'm rethinking what I just thought. I thought I thought. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Because obviously soccer is the most popular sport in the world. Right. And their most popular one-time event or every four-year event, is the World Cup. Similar to this, where it's a whole you know, yeah. process, although it's a lot longer than... But the irony is, days. where they need to build fan support is not in Europe, which is where the World Cup is the right. most popular. Like Comparing it to the World Cup in America, I don't think it's going to help Davis Cup get more people, because <laughs> America's not super, oh. super into the World Cup like the other countries are. Although, I, hmm, I might disagree on what they need to do and don't need to do. I think popularity of tennis is struggling everywhere i agree uh, that could be why all right so sorry uh 
Davis Cup. Maybe you got that one right. <laughs> but I it, I still don't like it. I still think we should be able to stand on our own. Why don't we just be the Davis Cup of Davis Cup? Right. Well, that's what I mean. You're, you're basically getting rid of the name, which is what it is. I mean, if you said the World Championships of Tennis, that I would understand. Right. But to say cup and cup doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. That's why I hate the ATP Cup, which is coming up next. It's like... Why do they need to? Why do they need to have cup? No, this no, is too that much is confusion. that is not part of the tennis season. I refuse. <laughs> so the Davis Cup. First of all, this whole situation, our idea. Clearly, they're listening to the pod, right? Along with everybody else, right? So the first hurdle was eh, like home and away ties, right? Well, you had one home tie, one team that had a home tie every time, every match, right? And then a bunch that had away. Right. There you go. You got your home and away. Yeah. Now what? Um. So the you know one round per week throughout the last ten years or however long it takes <laughs> versus this big thing, right? Plus or minus was that a win for Davis oh, Cup? A hundred percent. One is way better. Thousand percent, and not just because it was our idea two years ago. I'm not kidding. Right. I mean, we're not. Go back, please. Go back and listen. Uh, you will be disappointed, but go back and listen because we're right. Um, well, and not just for the reason that's obvious, which is just to consolidate all the attention in one week. To me, it actually rewards the best team more when it's all in one week because you had teams that had to shuffle their lineups because the player the- had a really long match on a Wednesday. Well, they weren't available. They weren't physically available to play on a Thursday. Right. And to me, that rewarded teams that don't just have one star yeah. that can go out and dominate every match, although that's still the team that won. But um, I don't think that would be more... They would win more easily if that star only had to play two matches in one month and then go on the next month and that star has to play two matches. Right. Although the idea is that I think it solves the problem of getting commitments throughout right. the year. Um. Because you can say, oh, if Federer doesn't play for Switzerland until the finals, they might not make it to the finals, right. which is true. Yeah. And uh, and this solves that problem. If you have an Adal, then and he's and he's fully committed, but he's only got that week, no problem. The right. whole thing happens in eight days or however, however Well, and also as far as I could tell, there was nothing else that uh, week. So there was no, except for these, those dumb Federer's Varev exhibitions, which, you know, I guess there's no way you can stop those. But, but it was nice that they didn't have another option. Like, you just had to play that, and that was it, and that's how it should be. When you have your biggest team event of the year, you shouldn't have an option to play anything else. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is anything, like you said, anything can go on. They do all this stuff all the time with these right. exhibitions. But... That just kind of ties in with our other issue with the schedule and, and consolidating it and getting it organized and getting it locked in. So I don't want to talk about Nadal too much yet because I want to talk about the final. But so so step or the first box checked. Right. We think having it within a one week period, having everybody involved, way better than just scattering it randomly throughout the year. And what you give up is that half the teams get a home match. Well, and the only adjustment I might make is, okay, the whole tournament is this week, except the finals, we're going to play three out of five, home or away, somehow you decide, and it's the next weekend or whatever. Mm. But I'm Mm. not tied to that idea. I'm fine without it. I hate it. But I like that it would draw more interest, because I felt like 
The only downside of this being in one week is I felt like every day half the teams dropped out, so the interest kind of dropped. Right. Uh, and right. if your team in one of the two final teams, you don't care, but at least if you had a week build up to the final, like the Super Bowl, you have two weeks build up, so you're going to get interested in that game after two weeks, no matter what, even if you don't have an allegiance to either team. I don't know. I, 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 I think the opposite. I think the fact that the whole thing is compressed into a one-week period that momentum hopefully carries through all the way through every match. And for the sake of continuity of an event, it makes sense because people are going to buy tickets before they know who's in it. Right. Um, but if like the, the finals was in Spain, for example, they're going to sell out because it'll be their home. Right. So th- that's probably not an issue. But no, I understand what you're saying. I, uh, I, would just be, I would be fine with that too. I did feel like that people I know, as their countries got eliminated, like I didn't hear from them anymore. Right. <laughs> which leads me to believe they weren't watching after, which I'm sure happens at World Cup, too. Or just mad. Yeah. I mean, I mean if, so you're a Cowboys fan, so if any of your fans cared about your team, <laughs> you would get mad when y'all lost, too. Right. But uh, the same thing happens. <laughs> well, we're but, just used to it. But you go on watching. Right. So I'm sure they were still vaguely involved in it. And I and I think the having it one week versus one match every month or every three months is still monumentally better. By a long shot. I have, and this may be on your list, but I have two fundamental problems with this Davis Cup. We're gonna get there. <laughs> well, I'll let you lead into it. So, st- so the first thing is this problem solved. The only addendum I will make to it is potentially more teams. Wait a minute. But we have a one-round, you know, 16-match round in January sometime. And that, boom, that's it. Now here's the, almost like a giant qualifier. Well, there's some, they they do have some qualification process. I think for all the teams that got eliminated, they have to play something before next November. Well, originally I thought, my original thought was, what if we took this exact field did the very first round at the beginning and had half the amount of teams. But then I said to myself, but wait a second. You've got every flag. Right. Every you, the players are running around town in their uniforms and, you know, whatever. And that's what really adds to the, you know, to the buzz about the event a lot more than just if it was two teams. So right. strike that from the conversation. <laughs> well, they have the, the relegation right, right. and promotion mm-hmm. matches. So... You know that's something. Yeah, so the U.S. has to play Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago when we lose in the first round because <laughs> is that actually who we have to play? I don't. I made that up. <laughs> Somebody on that same level, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, no, no. I I strike that. Do the whole thing right now. So st- so the second thing, and I, I bet you this is where one of your issues is. The format needs to get tweaked a little bit because. I don't mind group stage, honestly. No, I don't either. But six groups of three with wild cards is odd to me. Well, anybody who's run a tournament in any sport, not just tennis, the ideal numbers are multiples of four, always. Like 16, 24, 32, um, 64, obviously for the NCAA. But I would be happy if you did a 24... You know, you took your top eight seeds are locked in. And then the, the middle eight and the bottom eight have to play each other to get in. 
to the to real thing. And then you have 16 teams or whatever. I mean, 18, I don't know where they came up with that, but it makes no sense whatsoever. And I think they almost, it's almost like they realized 18 didn't make any sense. And they said, oh, let's have two wild cards go in. Um, but then we're going to base the wild cards on how you did in your f- group. And there are matches in your group that the other team didn't necessarily care about, which we saw happen. So it just, it, to me, it, anything that sets up the possibility of manipulation, I don't like. Well, so the World Cup of World Cup fame, <laughs> uh, they've been doing it for a while. Right. And so they might know what they're doing. Yeah. So while at the top of the show, I talked about how let's not try to be the World Cup as far as promotions, maybe an operation, let's be the World Cup. And that's probably the only reason they didn't do it that way. Is right. They said, we don't want to look like we're copying the World Cup. Why wouldn't you? Right. Why wouldn't you? Guess the, what? The biggest sporting event in the world. Guess what? The U.S. Open copies Wimbledon in a 128 right. draw. Right. Some things are just universal. You should just do them. Right. They have no- so, if you just did the top eight seeds... And they were the, you know... Like, the, you take the eight quarterfinalists from this year, the ones that made the top eight. That sounds good. For next year. Perfect. And they're already there, and then you randomly pick other teams into each group. Right. Boom, 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 just go down the line... Right. ...until you fill the groups. Um, Which, I you know, eight groups of four, is that too many? Is 32 too many to start with? I don't think so. Who cares if one team has an easy win? Uh, exactly. I mean, and that... You're, honestly, that creates the potential for a mistake, too, because some team may put a random player and they shouldn't, thinking they're going to win easily, and then they end up losing, and somebody gets the win of their life. Right. And, by the way, why are we married to the structure of the you know each tier down, playing in the different zones and having right. to get out of the, Who cares? Well, especially because those are probably 5% or less the attention that the main group gets. But you want to grow tennis? Put Trinidad, Trinidad, and t- don't put them in there. Let me uh, let me rephrase that. <laughs> right. If they, if we had thirty-two teams, they would earn their way into right. it because you, you are potentially because you're talking about growing tennis. You got thirty-two areas that are really interested in tennis. Thirty-two countries that are really interested in tennis for that week. And like if a team in this format, if a team lost three-zero the first match, they were basically done. Right. It didn't matter. You could lose three-zero in a group of four. And when you're next two and you're still fine. You got a chance. So, I mean, that was the other thing is like, I mean, we knew USA was out from the coin toss in the first match. <laughs> yeah. But I think just no, groups no. of three I'll, made no sense. I'll tell you when we knew. <laughs> when well, the lineup came out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we knew the USA was out of it. When we, when we saw the roster. <laughs> he wasn't on it though, was he? I mean, if he was on the doubles roster, that would make sense, actually. But. Well, that's kind of I. I was a little bit torn. Both. Well, that's. Let's get to that in a minute because that that ties into to another issue. So, so the grouping numbers is was that one of your ones? You oh, were, definitely. That was like one right. of your top that you were going to gripe about. Mm-hmm. So, I have no problem with expanding it dramatically. I mean, that's 14 more teams. Right. Uh, how about the math there, huh? <laughs> that's 14 more teams, right. 14 more countries. So you're really dipping down into – but let me tell you something. Do you? I don't know why I'm using Trinidad and Tobago, <laughs> but you want to really grow tennis in Trinidad and Tobago. Tell somebody you play Davis Cup for them 
and that you played against Nadal. Right. And got destroyed, <laughs> but you played against Nadal. You don't think that 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 whole island is going to be losing their mind right. watching that? As opposed to hoping for your one player in a Grand Slam field is going to no, win that one match. No, or Davis Cup, you're playing people that you could ride a boat to, literally, because right. of Caribbean Ocean. Yeah. You know, that you're playing the next island that's also in your the Caribbean group right. or the zone or whatever they call it. And it's like, you could play them on a weekend. Yeah. But you can't go play Spain. No. You're in Spain's group. That's huge for a, t- uh, a country like that and their tennis. So 32, I, I, I that number is fantastic right to me. and i guess 24 at a minimum but but 32 is the preferred right again just from logistics it always makes sense to have a multiple of four or multiple of eight really now the problem is, is if you push it to 32 only one's getting in no i would do the top two in each group and have 16 teams yeah and then have your four day so that's a seven day event the first three days are the round robin then the fourth day is round of 16, fifth day quarters, sixth day semis, seventh day finals. If you choose to play the same people seven days in a row, well, that's on you. See, to me, I have no problem having eight and four and just only the winner goes. I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't mind that. The only, especially, I prefer, well, with the, with I'd the, prefer that. Well, with the eight seeds from last year, they've earned that. But you, so I'm okay with that. But you, well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, so you play, you have eight groups of four. Right. Only the winner of that group goes. No, but I'm saying the fact that the top eight from this year will all be in eight different groups next year. Oh, I that see. would make sense. Right, 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 right. Um, the only downside is you're always going to get some crazy group where two amazing teams get in the same group. Yeah, they call that the group of death <laughs> in World Cup. But the top two get in in the group of death in World Cup. That's fair. Um, but we're not the World Cup of World Cup. We're the World Cup of tennis. Well, and. There's no prize for second. So if you lose to a team in your group, you would have lost to them anyway. Right. So Well, theoretically. And tennis, the whole concept of tennis typically is you lose, you're done. Right. So that would kind of keep that in line. Um, you lose, you're out, essentially. So that was, so I, I, I must know you too well. So <laughs> I got that one right. Well, you know stuff like that really bothers me. Yeah. So what's the other thing that you were going to mention that bothers you? Well, I think it's, I still think it's comical that we've turned it into fed cup where the doubles line is the most important right and, and we can we say doubles means nothing all year and then we get in the biggest team competition of the year and we're going to make doubles the deciding decisive match right i think it should be first or the middle no i got a solution for doubles yeah i think i have zero problem with there being two singles one doubles i mean you don't in that order no 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 just having those three matches comprise of yeah. a team that doesn't tie. bother me team tie which is stupid <laughs> they don't tie team somebody tied, wins. we're not going to end up tied in so the problem i have so you you wouldn't want two doubles one singles no i'm saying my problem is that the doubles is third okay. not that they have doubles right how about this there is a you say, you have a home a quote unquote home team even though they're not home they're not playing at home right but coin flip who gets to decide the home team picks first yeah. what match they play okay then the next team picks their second match and then the third match is obviously the one left which I actually like that leaves so a little variety one singles too. two singles doubles right and so if you come out and they're the, you're the US you pick doubles totally first. right and I think that adds a little variety too we're not 
for people that are big doubles fans, for half the matches, you're not even seeing a doubles. Right. If it's over 2-0. Right. So that adds, and that adds a little strategy too. Maybe the seat, I wouldn't do home and away, I would do the seated team or the higher ranked team. No, you flip a coin on who's going to... You just flip every time. Flip, whatever you would well, you're still you do. playing three matches, so it doesn't matter. It yeah. shouldn't be a huge advantage either way. And to me, you have to make... I don't know. You have to make it to where all three matches count to the point where you play all three matches with some gusto. Right. Tie break, for instance. As you mentioned, the U.S. had an issue yeah. with our, our fluke almost happened. And why was that? Well, yeah, the U.S., so they got a 6-0, 6-0 win over Canada. Yes! Let's go! <laughs> first, Probably first time ever in Davis Cup. Uh, that, and then they, because Canada defaulted. Oh. But that almost got the U.S. into the final eight because, you know, the tiebreak is going to be the sets and the games and right. all that. So that's something you can't have happen, which, again, in your system, in either of our systems, that wouldn't, well, in my system, that could still happen. But in your system, that would never happen because only the top team advances. Right. So there's no room for manipulation in that regard. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, I think any time, we even saw that in the World Tour Finals, since I went here to talk about that, but there was, there was opportunity for manipulation at the end of that. Certain people could have lost to let other people in or out or... Oh, you mean the ATP NITO Finals? <laughs> yes. So I think any time that's a possibility, I would rather it be addressed before it's manipulated instead of after, which is what always happens. Right. Somebody manipulates. Oh, we got to change this. Well, I'm seeing it coming. Right. So let's change it now. So, yeah, agreed. But if yeah, if we go to eight with four, right, then the only the one team goes. But it could affect seating, right? Whatever. And you know, I think to some degree, your record maybe the top two finishers from each group are automatically in. They don't have to play the yeah, you know, and then the bottom two from each group have to go through the 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 zonal or whatever you call it. Right. Um, more like relegation promotion kind of feel. So more, more, because I don't want more teams to be in it for the sake of more teams to be in it. I want more teams to have the chance to earn their way in it. Right. And you, if you're telling me once again, Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago, they have to play, you know, nine different levels to get up to this. <laughs> No, let's just have them play one. Right. And and then, boom, you can have a chance to get in. Well, and you're really talking about nine matches. And if you've got one of these smaller countries, might have some... I mean, we've had small countries have a top five player in the world, top ten. I mean, when Serbia was... When Djokovic came on, he was the only Serbian. So you got some star player. I mean, you could advance based on that. Or have yeah. a chance to, at least. Yeah. So I think that... It, it it does add a little bit of interest, and it guarantees that all the top players in the world are going to be there. Right. Well, right now, there were some – well, if they if they commit. But right. Are, are eligible for it. Right now, you had some players that were, you know, I'm sure ranked in the top 20 or 30, but their countries weren't good enough to get in it. Right. So they weren't there. And I think that's what, the way you sell it is all the best players in the world are going to be there, which they're going to say that now anyway, but it's really not true. Right. So, all right. So that's – all right. So how about the next issue? And that is, well, there's two issues tied to this, <laughs> and I don't know. To me, the first one is a bigger deal than the second one, and they both have to do with scoring. So the first one is two singles, one doubles, that's it. Right. Instead of reverse singles. So what you have, in effect, done is made doubles more important. Right. Which I think it needs to be, to some degree, 
elevated because it's still it's half of our sport. Not half, but I mean, right. you have two options when you play tennis. Right. Singles or doubles. So, so for this, it's now 33% when it used to be 20. Right. Look at you with the math. <laughs> wow. Had my calculator out over here. You don't own a calculator. <laughs> I am a calculator. I don't need one. All right. <laughs> where did, I had a fantastic... Where did it go? Oh, man. All right. Never mind. Keep, carry on. <laughs> I had a great drop. Uh, but 33%... Is still way more important than doubles normally is. I can't find it. It was look at the big brain on Brad. <laughs> I know your name's not Brad, right? But you're white. Yes, and that's a very white name. That is. Do you know what that's from? I. It sounds familiar, but maybe look if I heard the, it, I might. Look at the big brain on Brad. <laughs> Say what again? Pulp Fiction. Oh, we'll see. There you it's go. It's when he, uh, spoiler alert from 1997 <laughs> or whenever hey, it was. Hey, you never know with me, so it's always good to say that. Yeah, you probably recorded it live <laughs> from the theater. You had somebody in there with a video camera, a, a video <laughs> camcorder. I'll get around to it when I can. Uh, yeah, so uh, the big brain on Brad. Um, <laughs> not a Tarantino fan, believe it or not. Why don't I have, I had that somewhere. Oh, well, I'll put it back in. Anyway, I wasted that much time to say that. <laughs> All right. So what I was really getting at was, so I think number one, it add, like the math you just did, it adds the you know elevates the importance of doubles, but it gives countries with a good player a chance to win around, right. which now just turns into the same thing as every tournament we have: one player winning. To advance. Right. Well, and but that does go in your theory of all the best singles players being better than all the best doubles players, because it is interesting when it really matters, look at who's on the doubles court. You right. Know. Um, but I think the, the positive of that is not having a day off, putting that guy into two matches is really hindering you on the next day. So that's why I'm kind of okay with it. Um, whereas what- if you did it in the old format, you played, you survived that weekend, you're done. It didn't matter. Whereas now, if you put somebody in two matches, I mean, Djokovic couldn't play four matches in two days. Right. That would, I mean, he could, but he would be worse each match, I would think. All right. So I think it's actually a good middle ground because you still have to have another half of a team, doubles team. Right. So you, if I was from Serbia, it couldn't be me and Djokovic in doubles. It would be a disaster because he's not good at doubles. I couldn't carry him for a whole. So you have to have somebody. That's competent. why they lost. You have to have somebody competent to a certain level. So right. one player alone doesn't get it done. And so I think at least with the reverse singles, you had to have two really good players. Right. Um. I, obviously, there's the rare exception where you know, a Tiafo, you know, or somebody when he was young and still top 100, outside <laughs> the top 100, and he won it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you get those upset wins but, occasionally. But those are so few and far between. And you're not going to do that all the way through the event. Right. A play, right. But if you're a top 40 player right. and you have Djokovic, there's a shot. You have a shot to win the whole thing. Right. Theoretically. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got a roster like Spain, you know, and theoretically, you know, maybe five years. If, if who knows how many France would have won if they had this format, you know, right. ten years ago. Well, and really, with any format, 
Spain is going to have the edge because they have so many players right. in the top 40. And one of the top three. Right, exactly. That helps. Um, didn't, drop a, didn't drop his serve once. In the final? In the whole cup. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty amazing, especially on a... Well, it was all indoor hardcore, right? Yep. Which is his worst surface normally. Uh, well, that's where the ATP finals might have helped him too, just already being out there on that surface for a while. No, he didn't try in that, but we'll talk <laughs> about that later. So that's, no, the, that's the first anything else on that scoring issue, two, two and one, two singles, one doubles. Well, I, I love it is what I'm getting at. When you got into scoring, I also thought you were going to get into... Wait. Okay, that's the second part. So are we done with that then? You, you're I'm, good? Yeah, I'm totally fine with two singles, one doubles. I actually prefer it because now it says, okay, so you have to have at least one player and one good, decent player. One good player, one decent player to have a right. shot to win the whole when thing. When you really need three. But, but... A team like Trinidad and Tobago can at least potentially do some damage if they if they can field one great player. Right. Then they have an actual chance. Five matches, reverse singles, they don't. No. They just don't. Um, and so anyway, so so that's the first scoring issue. The other is two out of three versus three out of five. Well, and you know I'm normally a three out of five advocate. As um, as am I. I am not for this, obviously. Just because it's, it's too much back to back. Right. Now that would if they did decide to do three out of five, that would stop the teams from having one player dominate. That would be the only positive of it. But you also can't it's not easy to fit three three out of five set matches in one day either. Right. So that's the other problem. I mean, they were already finishing at two, three, four in the morning as it was. You put three out of five set matches out there. That was absurd. Yeah. That was absurd. They need to have two courts. Yeah, that was that was poor planning. So, I... All right, first let me say this. With you, I am also an advocate of three out of five for men's. Don't start with me. <laughs> However, in my opinion, from the start of the event... They all walked into the arena knowing we're playing three out of five. Right. Get, I mean, two out of three. Guess what two out of three is? It's still tennis. <laughs> it's still tennis. Right. They're not doing any no-ad nonsense. They're not playing let's, although I wish we'd had that. Well, they're, and that is what not, they play the majority of the year. They don't, have, they don't have, you know, a streaming football for challenges. They don't <laughs> have, you know, it's not what I'm getting at. It's not world team tennis for the right. whole thing. So it's still tennis. And they're playing a lot of tennis. And I don't care which way you go with three out of five or two out of three, you are still deciding who a better tennis player is. Maybe slightly different parameters. Right. Three out of five, you're emphasizing more physical stamina. Right. Two out of three, you might be emphasizing more shot-making ability. But either way, it's still tennis. It's, it, it's like, who's the fastest man in the world? The one that ran right. the 100 or the one that ran the, two fi- right. the 200? Oh, well, let's find out. We'll make them run the 150. No, <laughs> no, we won't. Right. They're slightly different events. They're slightly different events, but still, you got to be pretty fast to win either. Yeah, and one, one favors one and one favors the other. I couldn't slightly. Win, I couldn't win against <laughs> any of these fa- Usain Bolt on a motorcycle, all right? <laughs> but the point being is, it's not not tennis right it's still tennis it just changes it slightly yeah but 
for me, the majors keep them three out of five. I have no problem. I don't even care if you went to the first week two out of three. But three out of five. But to me, this makes no difference. It makes no difference. All of Davis Cup, every level, make it two out of three. I don't care. Well, and I was going to say, seeing a theme with me, I would not mind if they said finals three out of five. And I don't know why I have that in my mind. Just to me, you're a something about a final needs to be differentiated in some way. Because yeah, the ATP um, Masters... <laughs> it's that the, the last final? two teams playing but, for the championship. But all the Masters 1000s used to do that. It was two out of they three the whole to. way, and then three yeah. out of five in the final. And, well, the volleyball actually does the opposite. They play to 25 every game, and then the final game they play to 15, which I don't understand. But Well, that's just the fifth set. Right. So what, so what you're saying is, is that we should play... So when the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, <laughs> they should play six quarters instead of four? <laughs> do you see what I'm saying here? Well, but... I know. They don't play six anywhere else. I got it. Shut it. No, but I'm saying if they did play six quarters, you would feel, at the end, you would feel like, okay, we really got a legitimate winner this time. That's not true, because if not one team all. was ahead after four and the other one was ahead after six, you, everybody would be up in arms. Well, and um, six is a lot, and there'd right. be dead bodies all <laughs> scattering the field, because football is insane. But I still see the potential of this format in Davis Cup of just one player dominating, which, like I said, we kind of had that this year. Um, and that would have been that would have been he would have had a very hard time playing three out of five singles and doubles back to back in the finals if that's what if that's what uh, the format was. So to me, the only thing three out of five does the only thing it does is add the element of physical endurance right to a match. That's it. To me, it doesn't. It doesn't determine any other factor besides that. Well, I might say it. I might say, but that's it, the vast. That's for sure the main one. It adds. and it is the underlying reason for anything else you're going to say. <laughs> well, yeah, I, but I was going to say there are players that I think relax after they go up two sets to one, partly just because they always play two out of three. But yeah, I think stamina is what endurance is what causes that too. If you're feeling great after three sets, you don't have a reason to do that. Right. Um, and you're right. A three out of five would favor somebody like Nadal even more. So maybe he has an even bigger edge if it's three out of five on the last day. Right. Like, who's he going to lose to in singles and three out of five on the last day of Davis Cup after playing all week? No, nobody. Right. Well, not until he's 50. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, Tony Nadal said he's got three or four more years. Um, Too much. And we don't, we don't dispute that anymore. We used to. Right. Three or four years ago, we would have said, no way. Would he still be number one in the world right now? All right, so that's the, I think that's the bulk of the issues. Well, you forgot number one. What? Which is the fact that nobody in America could watch it. <laughs> well, that's a whole separate, that's a separate issue that altogether. That was my biggest, we were watching every crap final from the year on the tennis channel. ATP Encore, WTA Encore. And, but it by was, the way, they weren't even... Like one day it was Bednay and Songa. I'm like, this was one of the best finals of the year. <laughs> yes. I'm like, can we not get the you know Federer, Djokovic, Wimbledon? Can we not no, get? I mean, every, they were doing every final. Did they Probably. literally do every final? I have no they idea. Probably did. I don't know. Because when I was turning it on, I'm like, oh yeah, I'd much rather be watching this than the current Davis Cup with all the best players live. Yeah. No. So it was on Fox Sports <laughs> Two, which I literally didn't know existed till you told me that. Fox Sports is on Directv. 
It's in the six hundreds, <laughs> and uh, I don't know where what it is on everything else. So I watch now. I and to be honest with you, I don't know if other rounds were on. Well, I am going to go home and be mad if I have that channel. Um, I hope you do. I did look. Can online. you FaceTime me while you're looking? <laughs> I want to see you. And it said it said Fox Sports was where it was airing, and I looked at Fox. I looked at Fox Sports One. I looked at Fox Sports Southwest. It wasn't on any of them. Like I said, I didn't know two existed. That's along with the uh, BN network. Oh, yeah, they're partners. <laughs> no, they're not. But um, to me, that's a big problem when your biggest market doesn't have it available to watch. Well, we I think we're the best market when you slice it up with every other individual market. Right, right. But not for we're, tennis. we're a drop in the bucket, us versus everyone else that likes tennis. And they probably the knew once America got out, we wouldn't care as much, and they knew it was guaranteed for America to get out <laughs> early. Right, yes. So... You can't tell me if Federer wasn't American, it wouldn't have been on somewhere. Right. Um, so Fox Sports 2, <laughs> the deuce. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, and I did watch the final, but that's the only match I actually got to see live. And you didn't watch a drop of anything live or taped. No, and I, I couldn't find it streaming. Every time I looked up, it was some other country showing how you could watch it. Well, I thought I was going to have to buy something, and I just wasn't going to. No. I, just, I, I have, I was, I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on subscriptions <laughs> oh, to watch God. tennis. I'm not, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Oh, I thought like, you were just going to say on subscriptions in general. Now, No. Well, that too, but no. I can't. And now Disney Plus is out right. now. Come on. I just think it's funny. All these came out to make our cable bills less, and everybody's going to end up paying more you know, in the next year or two if they're not already. But um, No, no, no. You have to get rid of cable. <laughs> of course it's going to cost more if you add <laughs> no but i'm saying with all these streaming services now it's gonna be more than your cable right. bill but um you, that was a big problem and i had a friend who's canadian she couldn't find it so i wasn't the only one that couldn't find it uh, well canadians mm. <laughs> but she said she was she was actually in florida this is getting stories getting complicated but she said it wasn't on tv anywhere in florida that she could find and i said well i can't find it here either and so it, that does make you wonder how big an event it is when it's not on TV. So that's, that's something they got to resolve for next year. Maybe, but I will never judge any tennis event based on what U.S. True. stations do because we don't care. Right. By we, I don't mean we, obviously. The royal we. Well, and I think a problem that potentially has to be addressed in, in America is that every major tennis event ends on Saturday and Sunday and you're not going to get viewers in America on a Saturday and Sunday with college football and NFL. You're just, that's a, I mean, they won't even put world series games up against NFL typically. I mean, it's a big competitor. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. And so I don't know that it would have had big numbers if it was on tennis channel but or I whatever. Don't, I don't think they're looking for big numbers. Well, I think even if, I mean, because everything pales in comparison to NFL right. anyway. So no, I I do think though that the the nature of it lends itself to our palate in right. the US. I mean, getting all hyped up about I mean, pay-per-view for boxing in the US is out of control and boxing's awful. I know. It used to be good. Well, I've always Don't, hated the concept of pay-per-view boxing too because again, the Super Bowl is the model and they don't have to make they don't have to be on pay-per-view, and they make hundreds of millions on one event. Right. And so to me, I don't know why boxing can't do the same thing or 
you know, tennis because or whatever. Because it's an awful sport and they have to trick people into buying it. Well, in boxing, it can end in three minutes. So there goes all the all your advertisers right. that so, paid for the eighth round commercial. So, yeah. So access for us was bad, but that's not an event issue. That's our market issue. Right. And so, and again, we, it could be on Fox Sports 2. You might get it. You just didn't know because you've right. never <laughs> been that high on your dial. Um, well, and, but again, t- back to the football, ESPN 2, ESPN isn't going to buy that because they got football right. all day, Saturday and Sunday. Which is, listen, would that, I mean, listen, that we, I think tennis has the luxury, oddly enough, the luxury of not having to worry about football around the world so i don't think we're ever going to ha- be able to fight that battle no uh, but i would have been fine if they got on spike tv or you know fx I does mean, that still exist spike <laughs> it TV? does i oh, think wow. awesome but like something like that tnt tbs i mean there's a bunch of channels that are just showing reruns of movies you know on a saturday and sunday they could have gotten it on somewhere surely and who knows maybe fox paid them a ton of money and i'm i don't know what i'm talking about but well, that's um, both of those could be true <laughs> and probably well, you know the second one's true well, um, or they could have just gone all streaming. Yeah. If they would have said, yeah. By well, the, that's what I was irritated. I couldn't even find a place to like. By the way, there's one more issue that Uh-oh. we need to talk about before we talk about the final. I can't think of an app that I've downloaded in the past five years <laughs> that has been worse than the Davis Cup app. I can't believe there even is an app. It was horrendous. <laughs> First of all, it just disappeared. It just cut off. Like you'd be loading, and then just boop, go back to your home screen. It's gone. <laughs> it did that a lot. So you couldn't couldn't even get the live score, which the, is the only reason you were on there. I'm right. sure. Right. The navigation was horrendous. You there's no chance unless you were intimately familiar with the format and all the groups that you could tell what in the world was going on. When well, you were probably the only one in America that downloaded it, so they weren't worried about the American That's version. Also, probably true. <laughs> That's probably true. Because why wouldn't that just go? Th- why would they need a special app for Davis Cup? Why wouldn't that just go through the ATP app? Well, but the 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 slams don't go through the ATP app either. Well, but they're not ATP events. This is an ATP event, isn't it? No. Nope. Oh, it's ITF too. That's yep. right. There is no ITF app. Now we see why. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Almost as bad as UTR. <laughs> um, shots fired. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so the app was horrendous. Uh, so the thought of them trying to figure out how to stream is mind-boggling. But maybe they could have worked with here. Maybe Tennis Channel could have gotten a discounted rate right. if they put it under their Tennis Plus app or something. Yeah. Which for me, I'm like, hey, uh, I already have it. That's why I wanted. That's why I have that great idea. It just, I mean, that's one thing that Laver Cup. I feel like that's part of the reason Laver Cup seems like a big deal. It's on the entire weekend. You know, twenty four seven. There's Labor Cup matches on, and it just makes it seem like it's a big deal, even though it's a much less bigger deal, but than, a much it, smaller deal than Davis Cup. Yeah, but its primary function is a promotion. That's all it is. Is there for is for the commercial aspect of it, and that's all it does. Well, and that's the only way it can make money too. Is from right. That. This is legitimate and real and whatever, and so ideally, ultimately, it'll sell itself. But I. Here's what I come back to. The first two days of March Madness are awesome. Right. And how many games can you actually watch start to finish? Not a lot. No. Because they're all overlapping and they're all on several different channels. Now, 
don't put them on different channels. That, that's too much to ask in the U.S. I got <laughs> we it. We can't We're get just, on one channel. <laughs> but streaming solves that problem. Right. But the same idea can apply. First of all, go to another site. Add two, two courts for the love well, of all. I was going to say, that's what I love about the slams. One match you're not interested in, okay, I'm going to go with another court. Right. But even just two. You can do two right. at a time and have them overlap. Yeah. And have them overlap offset. Right. So you start one set. You don't start the next match until the first set's done in the in the first match. Whatever. And that's so common sense. Whereas you know, if they did it, they would start both matches at eleven a.m. and then we're at three three both courts. Both four, courts four, are both three courts, three. Five. It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, that drives me insane too. Right. But with March Madness, they figured it out. Right. None of these games start at the same time. I mean, that should be the two models. It's not Super Bowl because that's one game. World Cup. World Cup and March Madness. And March Madness. Which both of them make gobs of money. Right. Gobs of money. And, I mean, March Madness is single elimination. We wouldn't want that, but... Um, well, the 64 draw, still with an eight draw, same thing. Right. You know. And it wouldn't really be single elimination because you still got three matches each round for tennis, even if they did it that way. And even if they wanted to get crazy and play, you know, the final, you know, once you get into the knockout stage, it's eight. Right. You could play all the way out to eighth place. Mm-hmm. Get crazy. Right. I don't care. Especially with that second court. And it matters because now you are playing, you know, for fifth or sixth, which could make a huge difference. Like somehow what they would do is when they're drawing for the one, or you know what? Rank all 32 teams right. and put them in. So if you're the one, you get the 32 seed in your bracket. Well, and by you the get, way, if Federer and Djokovic are playing for third, I'd rather watch that than watch, you know, team and and uh, Schwartzman playing for first. <laughs> um, so, I mean... Not me. Not me. <laughs> well, I would like to have the option. I bet you Federer wouldn't play for third. No, he wouldn't. They The only time they will is in the Olympics. That's it. So, yeah. So, but anyway, that I guess playing it all the way out is neither here nor But the idea is that you got two courts, you offset the start times of the matches... But then you have two matches to choose from, all streaming and done. Get get out of the TV business. It's a dead, I'm not kidding. No, you're right. It's a dead medium. You're right. I've heard that from many people it's in a, the media industry. Especially with an event like this where you'd have to have multiple channels commit right. in buying the product and, and you know, for and it to not going to get their return. Not for Kazakhstan. Right. You know, is that a real country or is that one of those? <laughs> it is. Did Borat go there? Borat did, but it was real oh, also. All right. <laughs> so, so I know we're going to talk about the finals, but what would be your letter grade for the entire event from A to F? I've got mine already, but I'm. So I could be swayed slightly one way. It's a little other. tricky, and I'll tell you why. Because we have had an F for so long. Right. That anything different, it's like I'm just bowled over. I I want to give it like A plus with stars on the top of the paper and <laughs> smiley faces. But well, that's what I mean. We know it's definitely improved. Well, here's the thing. So I need to temper it with some of the things we talked about. I think the the scheduling is absurd. It's right. so confusing. The app was a disaster. <laughs> so maybe we'll do it like my old philosophy professor used to give me grades. He graded me on content and structure. <laughs> okay. Content was always great. Yeah. Structure was a disaster. 
comma splice is everywhere. Probably the opposite problem. I still don't know what a comma splice is, <laughs> but I know I used a lot of them in right. college. Um, so let me give it multiple grades. Overall, the direction it's heading, A+. plus. Okay. A+. Plus. I think it... Because you think they're going to correct some of the issues well, we've it's talked now, about. Well, it's now the infrastructure, the underlying structure of it is good, finally. A plus. Execution, C minus. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess that, may, kind of in the that makes it like a B. It's, yeah, see, I'll I, give it a B. I said B minus, so I'm, we're kind of in the same area. And But the good thing about my B minus is some of the issues are very easy to fix. Yes. Like certain things, in certain events, you just can't, like we've talked about Australian Open, I mean, like you can't move it much later. You can't right. do certain, there's certain things that really can't be fixed. But for this, B minus, that could easily be an A or A minus with some mi- if, minor changes. If they did exactly what we said. Yeah. And our grade goes for everyone. If you disagree with us, you're wrong. <laughs> so here, like, so going to 32 teams, their their argument might might be, but the rest, the structure of the zonal, blah, 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 get rid of i don't care and no one wants to be in those zonals number one important aspect is get it right at the top backfill everything else right and fix that get that how you want it because i don't care about well, that was there anybody who said when, when I, no. the nca went to 68 they said oh we don't want to lose those four teams from the nit like who, who cares it wasn't <laughs> no, even, no no the nit right, said that exactly so the zonal board doesn't want us to add 14 teams but nobody else should care and again you get a one blowout match okay well Darn, they get a day, basically a day off. Who cares? I mean, you're welcome. Or if you're up 2-0 and you play Trinidad and Tobago, right. you put in, you know, yeah. Feliciano Lopez and singles instead <laughs> of just doubles. Exactly. I mean, so I have no problem with that. And again, you're going, there is going to be a monumental upset when you have 32 teams. It's just going to happen. Right. Um, somewhere. And there should be. Or at least it's a, okay. least a dramatic finish in a mismatch. Right. Not that there should be, but it's okay if there is. Right. Um. And again, I don't want to just throw out invitations to every old team. There's got to be... Well, they have a ranking list, I'm pretty Well, sure. there's a process to earn it. I think the top eight from this year, locked in, right. done, and maybe whatever. Maybe all the second place finishes. Maybe yeah. 16 are in, and we got 16 more to pick. Right. So how about that? You finish yeah. first, so that way, that match between three and four... To where the three team, if they did well enough, could end up being yeah. second. Now you're getting meaningful matches because that second place match means you're in next right. year. Yeah, you're in. Or yeah, even if you kick out the the fourth place team from every flight, they've got to play the top eight from the zonal region or something. Whatever. I mean, right. yeah, but yeah, you're right. That makes every match mean something all the way through the round robin stage. Or maybe you're right. Maybe, huh? Maybe all three. Yeah. Maybe all three, and the, and the fourth one does go down to that relegation. Right. So you're keeping your top 24 from one year to the next. Oh, huh. I like that. And you drop eight. Um, Eight's a lot when you're talking about the worst eight of right. the 32. Not, I mean, that sounds bad. You know what I mean. Like, right. When you're talking about the Trinidad and Tobago, 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 Tobago whatever, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Um. All right. Want to talk about the final? Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. So trying to find it on TV. First of all, I've been way too positive in this episode. So let me start. With, <laughs> let me start with a negative. That's true. Who are you? I know. 
Let me start with it. Well, first of all, it's because they listen to us. Right, which well, we're they, not used to. And did exactly what we, let's bring, it's, I hope it's, they better not panic and, and, you know. Yeah. Whatever, but it was great. So, let me be negative. There is no question in my mind, based on the way Nadal performed during this week of Davis Cup, that he was tanking. <laughs> Not tanking. That's way well, too strong. Well, he did strong. win two out of three matches in the yeah, but they, finals. Yeah, but they suck. Yeah. The other teams, the players right. suck. And he didn't play well in Clearly. two of the three. Now... I'm not saying he tanked, even though I just said he tanked. <laughs> I, that was for effect, okay? That was called hyperbole. I'm not saying he was tanking. But what I am saying is that the difference between the difference between if I reached down and grabbed your hand and helped you get up off the court, right? <laughs> Have you seen me play? Yeah. <laughs> the 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 intensity with which I would do that versus me reaching down, grabbing your own, grabbing your hand, and helping you up from hanging off a cliff—the <laughs> same exact right. thing I'm doing. One's got way more intensity and way more meaning, and it's going to focus me in quite a bit more. And that would be helping you off the court, of course, because I don't <laughs> care if you fall off a cliff. <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. Well, I'm assuming only because together and I'm hanging off a cliff. It's because of you. That yeah, that's I'm probably pretty off the cliff. Right. Yeah, I told you to be here on time. Now jump. So yeah, so I'm not saying he tanked in the Nito finals, but I'm saying there wasn't that level of intensity. It didn't matter, and I think ultimately he made a business decision. And the purpose was for this weekend Davis Cup to ultimately achieve his goal, which is to win Davis Cup. And guess what? Spoiler alert. He and Spain did. Well, and I've we've always known that Davis Cup is big for Nadal. Like it's probably number five behind all the slams. Right. Um number four. He doesn't care about Wimbledon now that he's got <laughs> one. But so it doesn't surprise me that he's more focused on that than um in way and the fact that it was in Spain, I think makes it even more um more of a big deal. To him, but I thought they didn't have home matches. <laughs> oh yeah, that I'm surprised. That's going to be the next controversy. Well, look what happened. You put it in that country, and they won. <laughs> um, and by the way, I think it should be in Spain next year because they won. I don't think it should ever move until they lose. That should be a reward for winning. You get to host it the next year. Um, but they'll, right, hold they'll, on, they'll never do that. Well, they may not. That's true. But I need you to repeat exactly what you just said. <laughs> The winning team in Davis Cup should get to host the Davis Cup the next year. <laughs> no, they should not. No. That's ridiculous. No. No, I think the same in the Super Bowl, by the way. That should be a reward. Say that again? <laughs> no, um, of course not. That's ridiculous. Well, because otherwise, what are you getting? Oh, I don't know. The, <laughs> the number one prize that the entirety of the league is playing for, that's what you get, the championship. Well, in the Super Bowl... They can't do it when they can't do it anything because they plan it out for more than a year. Right. But I think you've proven if you hosted it one year successfully, you've proven you can host it again. The problem is, like you said, one year Kazakhstan's going to win and it's going to be, it's not going to work. Right. Um, so I understand why they don't do that. Uh, Kazakhstan will not win. But no, <laughs> I think they, that needs to be a pure business decision. 
And if nobody else can make a bid that is equivalent to what Madrid can do, then keep it in Madrid. I don't care. But see, again, I'm jaded from FIFA and everything else and Olympics. That sets up the possibility of impropriety. You win. There's no, it's not subjective. It's you won, you host. Um, and then there's no, oh, how much did you pay? Or how much did you pay this guy in a back alley meeting? Or I can't remember what... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I get it. But I'm not going, but you know what? People speed. I'm not taking a hacksaw out to interstate and <laughs> cutting down taking away their car. speed limit signs. <laughs> so, yes, of course, people can do bad things, but we, we deal with that as it comes. But no, I, I, I think it needs to be a, over a year in advance where it's going to be That's next problem, year yeah. and get it set up, get it, you know, get it rolling, get the facilities in order, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but anyway, so. So you're saying Nadal had a was looked to you a different level this night week than last week and day, and you saw him on the seventh day also, which is when he should be the worst, right? Because um, he's played and he played, or I guess he played six out of seven days because they had one off he's, day in there, I think. So he's obviously one of the big three, and he absolutely showed it all week. Yeah, it was ridiculous, and. He's the beneficiary of also having a deep roster because, like you said, not every big three player got to make it to the finals, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, and he, I would say of the big three, he's also the best doubles player, which you would you would think, just eyeball test, you would think Federer, but Nadal has had way more success than both of those guys, Federer and Djokovic, in doubles. Yeah. He's and, also played more, but... And you know... Uh, if I disagree with that, I'm going to sound like an idiot. And the reason is not because you said it. Because that's certainly, I should disagree with it. But one of the Woodies was on the broadcast. Not on the broadcast. He was sitting in the stands. The camera went to him. One of the commentators mentioned that he said the same thing. That well, Nadal's, actually, no, 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 no. He didn't say that. He said Nadal's the best doubles player in the world. Hmm. Period. Now, huh. Now, am I defending Jack Sock here? No, <laughs> I'm not defending Jack Sock. I'm not saying it's Jack Sock that's the best. Jack Sock is not the best doubles player in the world, but what I'm saying is it's an impossible comparison to make at this point because nobody plays doubles. Right. Um, I do think return and serve can easily translate from any single... Eh, not, that's not 100% true. Return's tougher, but the serve certainly. Right. And a lot of these players end up, in, which is insane to me, but end up in a one-up-one-back one doubles right. formation. And so clearly Nadal's going to have an exceedingly high you know, advantage over players because he hits so heavy, right. the ball dips so much, he can hit angles. And his forehand versus their backhand. You know, and so those things meet, lend themselves to being better. But if he's playing great doubles players that are also highly skilled, I mean, they're going to be able to mitigate that. They're going to be able to get in before he's able just to stand in and just, you know, shoot, you know, cannonballs at him. Because that's what it's like <laughs> right. when he's hitting, you know, his heavy ball. It's like trying to volley a cannonball. Well, I think the reason he looks superior to those other two is that he has played numerous doubles matches with both of his teammates right you know on his team whereas better like might have played with Warinka once or twice in his life Djokovic who knows he played with 
whoever, I don't even know who his partner was, but uh, who's the other, Sir, the obvious Tip Serbian, Servage. I'm forgetting. Yeah, him or when he retired, but Troy Ski, whoever it was. Um, but I guarantee you Nadal has had way more court time with his partners than either of those other guys. Right. And I mean, they've won tournaments. He and Lopez have won tournaments together. He and either Lopez. So that has a lot to do with it too. So, yeah, Djokovic played with Victor Troiki. Yeah, and so in the and 10 years, they've lost. probably played five matches together. Right. So, all right, aside from that. So, the num- the, one of the top three and number one player in the world, by the way, uh, which is ridiculous. For another month or so. 40 years old. <laughs> so, anyway, so he came through and was dominant all week. Um, but the final was still, that's another thing that I do want to say. Because I don't say this a lot during the regular season, the, the you know tennis season, not that we have one. And that, that is that for parts of the final, I think these two youngsters from Canada took a huge step forward. As players. And I know that's craziness. Well, Shapovalov didn't hit the umpire in the eye. He didn't kill somebody. <laughs> he didn't almost murder. So that was an upgrade from the right. last Davis Cup memory we have of That's him. true. Now, so... I, I, I disagree with you about FAA. I, I, I'll agree with you about Shapovalov. Well, here, so here's what I, in my head, I, you know, you watch, here's what I think of when I think of FAA. First of all, he's been injured. Right. The other, you know, I remember seeing him in Miami or somewhere. There's one game where he double faulted that was against the Isner. Yeah, entire it was, he game, was up a break the and, entire game, and lost badly. To now where you get a little tight at a certain point, one or two points, and it costs you. That doesn't bother me. Right. You are supposed to do that. You're not supposed to get tight for entire rounds. <laughs> Like Zverev. Yeah. You shouldn't have a wall of the third round that you just have this block. Right. No matter if, who the opponent is. If you're four in the world. <laughs> right? Which, you know, FAA is not, but Zverev has been. So I think FAA, Felix Azier Aliasim. Nice. I don't know. So I think his result looked normal. Yeah. Right? It looked like, oh, that's normally what it looks like when he gets beat. Well, and it's hard to judge his progression this year just because he's been injured so much. Because I think if you said where he ended up this year, I think if you said that at the beginning of the year, we'd all be disappointed. So, but he also was out a lot uh, of the year. On a, on a scale of awful to great, I think FAA versus Rob, uh, Roberto Batista Agu, I'm two for two, <laughs> RBA, FAA and RBA. Right. I think 90% of the first set, 95% of the first set was great. Okay. Great tennis. And you had a little bit of, I don't want to, well, I'll just say it. You had a little bit of contrast in style. Although, I'm not just saying Batista Agut is just a pure counterpuncher. He's not holla, but kind of. He wasn't trying to put a lot of balls away. FAA was attacking the ball a yeah. lot. And for the most part, he was connecting. 
and he had more unforced errors. But guess what? He's going to. There, there's not a player that's probably ever played Batista that hasn't had well, more unforced errors. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, against anyone, he's going right. to. Well, it's, but you're right, though. When I read that stat, I was like, oh, man, 45 errors. But then I thought, based on who he's playing, that's almost impossible. It's like when Djokovic had 100 errors against Simone. It's like, well, you're playing Simone. Right. Like, you're going to, the only way you're going to lose a point is with an error. He's never going to hit a winner on you. Right. So, four to one in aces for FAA, but six to one in double faults. Okay. Was it literally six to one or more? Six to one. Okay. What did I say? Well, I thought you meant like a, a four to one advantage, a six to one advantage. I didn't know you oh, were using the six. exact number. You think I'm going to do the math <laughs> that quick? We've been, or, we've been high on our math this episode. Or do you think I was prepping? <laughs> yeah. Which one's more likely? Neither. Um, so break points one, FAA one, one out of four. This is for the match. Right. He had four op- opportunities, one, one, uh, RBA had five opportunities, one, two. Um, and you know, I, and again, I think that first set was literally three points that were just, ugh. you know, four, four, three to five points were just, ugh. Yeah. but it was a high level Considering the risk he takes. Now, high level doesn't mean unforced error to me if that's the game style you're playing, and particularly on his backhand side. He's missing a lot more on his backhand side, I feel like. Um, I don't know if that's 100% true, but if it were, you know, if they had more detailed stats, you know. Well, and the thing is, even though he's playing a much more accomplished player than himself, I don't. he can't leave that match feeling good because of the circumstance. No, but he doesn't have to feel special about it. I don't yeah. even care if he... In fact, he should feel bad about it, hopefully. I, I don't even care if he knows that he got better today. Yeah. I don't care if he knows he got better today, because he did. Right. And part of it has maybe has to do with the, the fact that Spain's so highly favored, maybe. They were the underdog, and so you can play a little better. Whatever. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. I thought that he put a more complete match together than... I think maybe he has in in my recent memory. I could be missing something. And then no, I mean, it, he's he's been in big situations. He's been underwhelming. So what you're saying is nice to hear that in a big situation he was playing at a high level. I think he's only won like one or two Grand Slam matches ever. So right to put him in this scenario, throw him in the Davis Cup final against a perennial second weaker. Right. That doesn't make any sense, but I like it. The second weaker in RBA, uh, good stuff. I, I liked it. Um, but let me ask this. Yes. Once FAA lost, yes. you had to assume the whole thing was over. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Nadal was a lot. Right. So we had to get to doubles if we had a chance. I say we. So I wonder how they Remember, decide. we adopted Canada. So great job, America. <laughs> right. We, North America, made it to the finals. That's right. Great job. Um. Yeah, so if if Canada lost against the not Nadal, Nadal match, right? You know, then they were cooked, obviously, because Nadal was a lock. Um, and I thought under the uh, there's no question. Come on, everybody had to know that, including FAA. Well, and that's sh- why I wish the other match was first, because if Nadal wins and Spain's up 1-0, that doesn't really change anything for anybody. That coin flip, hell, yeah. uh, that solves the problem. Well, unless Canada uh, loses it, and then <laughs> right. you know, Spain picks it. But then they could have put picked double second. Right. At least keep the fans you know, in suspense yeah. for another match. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Nadal's the best doubles player in the world. I've always, I never quite understand how they determine who plays who in these Davis Cups. 
Because like, why was it Nadal versus Chapo instead of Nadal versus FAA? I just never. Yeah, I wonder if they just set their one-two in their right. doubles. Uh, they may have had to do that. It's I, always has always been a. I know for Labor Cup they had weird rules which ended up coming into play, like the team that's behind had to turn in their lineup first or whatever, or got to turn in their lineup first, whatever it was. Right. Or, or got to see the other team's lineup, yeah. Oh, right. But I don't know how they do it for I think Cup. they should have to turn them in blind. Yeah, I do too. And I, but anyway, so, so yeah, so if, uh, if that's one positive I'm looking, you know, at for, from Canada's sake, is I thought FAA took a, took a, took a step forward in his game. Uh, in his confidence level, in his in his you know emotional control, I guess. As well, it were. and there's no way anybody in Canada is disappointed right now about any player or about how their team did. Well, they're all drunk, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. But yeah, so so when FA, FAA lost the first set in a breaker seven three, and the air kind of came out a little bit, right? Um, a decent amount. But that's to be expected. Yeah, and, and RBA, it is no, it 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 shouldn't be expected. Yeah. But from some of these guys, these young guys, because from Nadal, it's not. Right, true. From Federer, it's not. Djokovic, it's not. Yeah. Maybe that's why, just maybe that's why, <laughs> they're partly the reason they're the big three. Just saying. So, but RBA was exactly, I mean, if you were to tell me, all right, what is RBA's uh, game plan? What's his... Um, you know, what's his mentality going to look like? You know, all of that stuff. You you would have written it down, and when you saw the match, you would have said, yeah, exactly. That's, a, <laughs> that's Well, know. and I don't think he's a player where his game plan changes very much based on who he's playing. Right. Because he doesn't have much else. Here's what I was looking for, by the way. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. <laughs> would, I had it. I couldn't find the... <laughs> There's a lot of buttons here. I got three pages. Somebody referenced that the other day in a pregame show, too. That's wonderful. So, I think it was Randy Moss. It may have been. Because he played for him, by the way. Minnesota. Yep. So. But that wasn't, he wasn't in Minnesota then. Oh, yeah. Oh, gotcha. So, uh, so now we, we, you know, Canada's down 1-0. We go to the, the second rubber. <laughs> and honestly, Chapeau did exactly what I thought he would do, which is swing for the fences. And in the first set, it didn't look good. <laughs> he came up a real short. And What was it? Because I never saw the score. 6-3, uh, 7-6. Six, six. Oh, wow. And nine, so the reverse of the first match. Not that, yeah, but I don't think this was fixed. <laughs> uh, like I do some of this other stuff. So, um, and, the, and the breaker was 9-7. Wow. Yeah, and... Chapo got up a little bit. I was going to say he had to have had some chances then. Oh, he had some chances. Um, you know, the first set, really the whole match, it seemed like that he was on the back foot the whole time. Even, I mean, basically, here's what I thought when I was watching it. He doesn't have the ability right now to bring his best every point. Right. And against Nadal, even when he did, it still wasn't good enough. So well, right. he was in a lose lose, <laughs> um, you know. But you know, in the tie break, I think he went up three zero in the breaker, in the second set, and you're like, "Whoa!" Right. This has gotten more interesting now. Yeah, and then and, and didn't. <laughs> well, um, and as much as you're 
positive or optimistic about them. I find him completely no, just FAA. underachieving. Did, did I say them? I, I thought meant, you said both. I might have, but I only meant FAA. No, to me, he's. I would list him as the top five underachievers for 2019, just because he came out so. I mean, remember, he came out beating the doll like one of his first tournaments. Yeah, but that's really a failure on media, not on him. Right. Yeah, you because know, he, he didn't come out saying, I'm going to dominate. I'm going no. to kill an official, and then I'll... <laughs> but it's just so rare for someone that young to beat one of the big three. I think we all thought, oh, right. man, he's going to be top 20 for sure. And he's kind of been languishing around the 30s, 40s, 50s. Right, but again, that's not him. That's us no. now. You know, so it's like... No, I'm not mad at him. I'm just saying if, I thought he would think, be higher by now. From his standpoint, if he had gotten to, you know, top 10 in the world and had sustained success over a year and a half or two years to where he's really second week, second week, second week of Grand Slams and then fell off the cliff, yeah, he was a little more straight up and then down. You right. know what I mean? It wasn't really... Well, I guess my disappointment is not where he's ranked. It's just the... there hasn't. I haven't really seen a progression for the last year, year and a half, that I thought I would. Um, obviously, he had must have had some good wins this week to make it to the Davis Cup final. Right. But, like, I'm pretty shocked he's not top 20 by now. Especially yeah. Especially considering he hasn't had any major injuries that I'm aware of, and he's played, you oh, know, look at that. everything. He was, his birth, he was born in Tel Aviv, Israel. I didn't know hmm. that. I didn't either. So he's, he's 15 right now. Not years old. Oh, he is 15. He's okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So his ranking has gone up then. It's going back up. Okay. So, then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's wrong. the Grand Slam As usual. performance that has not been there. Right. So, yeah. So, anyway, I, now again, I did see some things I liked with him as well, with Shapovalov as well. Um, but there were so many unforced errors and so many dumb <sighs> choices. Um, and see, I don't mind unforced errors against Nadal because... Not when they're dumb. Well, yeah. Not when you're swinging, you know, I mean. When, like you said, when they went in, he wasn't always winning the point anyway. Well, that too. Um, it's just swinging for the fences is different than taking risks. When you're four feet behind the baseline and you're jammed on your backhand because Nadal's ball gets on you <laughs> so quick down the line. and you just try to wreck the ball. <laughs> It's just a dumb idea. And so it seemed like FAA played a little safer. Even even when he was going for shots, if he wasn't in the right position, they weren't as risky. Right. Uh, and he short hopped a lot from the baseline and just was getting them back and playing. Because one thing, you know, either of them really should be able to do, although FAA more so than Chapo, is you can get yourself out of trouble just with your court coverage, your speed. Right. Because he gets out wide to balls, you know, that he's a little bit in trouble on and can get neutralize the the rally within a shot. When the thing that as good as Nadal is, he's not typically hitting winners from the baseline that often. Right. Not so, unless you, yeah, he's got it, but he's great at stepping in and taking advantage of Yeah. By the way, one other thing that I will say before I tell you some things I absolutely hated. I mean, <laughs> some things that are that have to go. These were Fs. But one thing I will say is I think we're on the cusp. This is big, so <laughs> buckle, buckle in. I think we are on the cusp of net play coming back into fashion. 
it's there there's there are there are flashes of it but it's got to happen for some of these players they will never overcome these, right like the Djokovic well types. Nadal and Djokovic are definitely both doing it more than ever and they do it just because they can right these guys are going to have to do it because they have to and Chapo and FAA came in some and it showed wait a second there's a pattern here that I could do and by the way, typically that pattern does not consist of approaching cross court. <laughs> they have to learn that for the love of all things holy. Every time we watch a match and that happens, I'll make a comment. My wife will say, well, they're pros. Don't they know that? And I'm like, you would think. I don't understand how they, they don't. don't. They don't. Um, but, I mean, also the other thing you would think is that hitting one amazing ground stroke and a volley put away is easier than trying to hit four amazing ground strokes in a row. Right. But we also see players trying to do that too. Well, none of these guys can compete, so they have to do something different. So that's that's always been my... Well, the match that Nishikori beat Federer, I know that was months ago, and I didn't see it, but I heard that he served and volleyed. And so that was an example of him realizing, hey, what I've done the previous 10 times didn't work. Let me do something. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you would think that for that reason alone, it would be coming into play more. Yeah. All right, a couple of real quick things that I, I have to finish this episode like I normally <laughs> uh, do. Some things I absolutely hated. So for the World Cup, I mean, not the World Cup, I put World Cup in <laughs> tennis. Unbelievable. So for Davis Cup, the final, it opened with Shakira. Wow. Doing some odd. She's not even Spanish. She's not? No, I thought she was Colombian or uh, I don't know. something else. No, I don't care. Brazilian, maybe. Either way, it doesn't matter because whatever she did was awful. <laughs> they had some kind of, it was uh, She Wolf was the song, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think she's still very famous outside of America. Here, we're like, she's like Britney Spears. We've kind of moved on. So her residence right now is Barcelona, Spain, the okay. Bahamas, Miami, and Cyprus. Okay. I mean, you're rich. You can do whatever you right. want. But she, yeah, she is definitely um, Colombian. There you go. See, I know my pop stars. That's awful. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, she did some medley starting with one of her goofy songs, and it was just weird and awful. And you're right. Maybe it's more European than I can stand and just wasn't good. So, that was the first thing I hated. Um. And they did that in lieu of the national anthem, or that was after that? I don't know. What national anthem? I don't know. Or Spain? Because that's uh, where they were. No, they did Canada and Spain. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> pay attention to that. I turned it off until it started. I fa- actually, I had it recorded, so I fast forward. I okay. pulled it, Corey. Yeah, there you go. The The other thing I hated so much, actually, there's two things, but I'll combine it into one. The crowd noise. And here's what I mean by that, because I don't mind cheering. The Spanish team, or just fans, literally had a horns section. <laughs> I thought the Commodores were in concert <laughs> because they had a So that's horns. why they called it the World Cup of Tennis. It was it was literally a trumpet and I don't know what else. A trombone. And I don't they know. would only do it when Canada's serving, I'm sure. Or, um Were they that, what, by the way, no? I know I I don't know if you can tell what I was just humming. That well, was I would assume I was assuming Commodores. No, that was it. September, which is not by the Commodores. Oh, I'm fully it? aware. Earth, Wind, and there Fire, uh, which also has a horn section. <laughs> um, so, but were they respectful with the horns? No, okay. I mean, right up until the second play was about to start. Okay, 
And then the fans had miniature, I don't know what they were, miniature Vuvuzelas. If you remember those from the World <laughs> That's Cup. That's what I was saying. It is the World Cup of Tennis. All, it was awful. It was, they should have banned those people. Right. from the, It was horrendous. Yeah. And it was awful to listen to on your TV. It was terrible. Um, so those are a couple things that just annoyed me. No, I would have no probably end. muted my TV if that were the case. I was going to, but I just, I just didn't. But but you want to hear the commentary? That's the sad part. Part, yeah. You want to find, yeah, exactly. So anyway, so there's a well, reason that not does, to have it in Spain. I was going to say that is a slap in the face to my home home theory because if it was two countries that weren't Spain, you would assume it would have been a calmer atmosphere, right? Or at least no horn section. <laughs> I mean, I felt like we were back in the era of funk. I thought James Brown was going to come out. But again, every he's issue... He's also dead. I get it, yeah. but... Every issue... Is James Brown dead? That's it. By the way, that was a uh, uh, one snippet uh, that I couldn't fit into the medley. Because <laughs> he's got a line in a song... I think the song's called I'm Back, where he says, I'm back. <laughs> and I just... First of all, you're no James Brown. Right. And so I didn't want to... <laughs> give you that much credit but also just it just i'm not fit. the hardest working man in podcasting um <laughs> but again at least what you said we talked about earlier all of those problems are very easy to fix right which is nice because we lock, normally have complex problems in tennis that are very hard to fix lock the fans out um you got it <laughs> so that is still encouraging for the next year it better stay the same now here's one thing that better not happen they better not combine the genders. They just better not. Well, they want to combine the entire tours now. Of course, the WTA guy wants to. Well. But if that happens, you know that then that'll be the next step. Oh, I think the Fed Cup would join Davis Cup first because it's the same group. Yeah. But we're not going to get into that because that's a topic for another episode, whether we combine tours or not. But right. certainly, it would be easier to start with combining the cups because... It's the same entity. But like I said, I think we should do it every two years and just alternate genders. Yeah. At least add some, some, uh, you know, some, uh, what do you call it? Prestige or no, it's importance. When you, when you take something away, add some. Uh, <laughs> oh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, not suspense, but what's the word? Anticipation or. Yeah, we're getting closer. <laughs> add some. Uh, uh, how do you not know this? I know. You think I'm an English major or I something. I really thought you were smarter. <laughs> but, and I think it would make the the top players more likely to play. Yeah. Uh, you have, I don't have to do it every year. I can do it every two years. Right. Yeah. I mean, like Olympics. I mean, right. you know, I think Federer's retirement is revolving around the Olympics because it's every four years. Right. Well, that's what we thought in 2016. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> now he'll be in the 2024. Fair enough. All right. Anything else on Davis Cup? I think that's it. You want to talk about Fed Cup? Oh, wait. <laughs> that doesn't happen all at once. Right. They're still in the old format. Is the season over? No, of course it's not. Well, it's never over, but for our standards, it's over. Kind of over. Which I said vehemently last week, and boy, was I wrong. But and they'll be in Australia probably in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. The, for the first warm up tournament. The boodles of the Australian Open <laughs> Series. Is there one? Not no. that I know of. All yeah, right. It's called the Hopman Cup. Yes, which apparently is going to come back. Because we need another cup. That's We don't yes. have enough cups in tennis. Yes. All right. Is there anything else that you can add That's to this it. podcast? The season is over. Put a period on it. Exclamation point. Our podcast season is not over. We <laughs> never. never stop 
ever. No. I don't know why. <laughs> but we don't. We could try to do best of, but we don't have any. <laughs> there is no best. <laughs> oh, by the way, I did want to say one thing, which is going to sound odd, but I don't care. I'm a wonderful person. Uh, there's a fellow podcast for tennis. So one thing that is my theory about tennis generally is that everybody, particularly in America, but I guess maybe even in Canada, although now they're going to be riding a high. So there's, there's a tennis podcast, but everybody in tennis is essentially an ambassador for the game. We right. have to be because right. we're not the most popular sport in this country. So whether you are a college coach, college player, a teaching pro at a club, or just a league, not just a, but a league player, or you're just a fan of the game on TV and you don't even play, it doesn't matter. To some degree, it is important for you in your role to get out there and you know share with people how wonderful this sport of ours is, and and so I also you know assume that responsibility as a podcaster as part of the reason I we do this podcast. Well, there's another podcast in Canada, which, like I said, they're probably riding high. <laughs> they're gonna probably be trucking in the money by uh, wheel wheelbarrow loads now, but. Uh, they are, it's called The Body Serve, so find them on uh, whatever, wherever you find your podcast, which I still don't know, <laughs> even though I say all these ones I think we're on. Uh, but yeah, look them up, The Body Serve, and they have started a GoFundMe campaign. And I don't know if they're just trying to get rich quick. <laughs> um, they don't seem to be that type by listening to their podcast, uh, or they just are, you know, want to uh, to offset the cost of a, of a podcast. When you... Because when you don't have a podcast as dope as ours, and which makes a fortune, <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to do some things to kind of make some make some money. And so, go for there. I think they have a GoFundMe uh, set up or getting ready to kick off or something. I don't know. My guess is if you just go listen to their podcast, you'll figure it out. I haven't downloaded their latest one, so I think it's going to be on that. So check out the Body Serve and support their um, GoFundMe campaign. Um, to keep their show going. And they do travel to some tournaments too, by the way. So I'm sure it's to cut costs for that as well. So yeah. we're too lazy. We don't travel right. anywhere. Unless they move the U.S. Open to Dallas, <laughs> we're not going to be there. <laughs> I think it's pretty – we get a challenger. That's all we get. There we go. All right, so where do you find us? I mean, you found us. Why right. am I telling you where to find us? Exactly. Well, I'll tell you why. Because these two places you can help share. So follow us. On Twitter at Tennis Rev Pod, and follow us on Instagram. I don't know why, <laughs> but we have at Tennis Revolution Pod. We've got to get on that. I need our. I need to sit down. I need to lock him in this room with our producer, and he's got to show me how to put together something that can go on Instagram to share with people. That that's would not be a big, it. That's not a photo. This, for the love of all things, <laughs> is not a photo. So a poster. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so. Follow us, but but yes, you know where to find us. But if you follow us on those two platforms, you can also share us. Please share us. Don't be selfish. People out there deserve us. <laughs> share and discuss. And by the way, when I say deserve us, take that for what it means. So if you got somebody you're really not fond of, yeah, share <laughs> us. That'll get them. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Finally, a podcast where I'm happy with what tennis has done. I know, and it's at your end, too. Good job. Perfect. Good job, ITF. And mainly the players, because they did all work. All right. Well, that's it. Until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Davis. <laughs>